हेलो एवरीबडी वेलकम टू अनदर इंस्पायरिंग एपिसोड ऑफ फाउंडर्स ज्ञान एंड थैंक्स फॉर ट्यूनिंग इन दिस इज एपिसोड 19 एंड आर गेस्ट ऑन द शो टुडे इज मिस्टर मनोज सूर्या ऑफ zenti.co दैट इज z e n t y .co zenti is a startup that aims to help communities get sponsorship for their events i'm super excited and pumped to bring you the show do check out the show notes at www.foundersgyan.com/ep19 and also the top listen podcasts at foundersgyan.com/top what are we waiting for let's get the show on the road manoj welcome to the show a quick brief on manoj he is the founder of zenti.co a website that helps find sponsors for community events Manoj worked at Triple ITH and has also dabbled in the startup space in 2013 when he was the co-founder of Metro Labs. He is also the founder and organizer of Startup Talks, a community for early stage entrepreneurs. I am super excited to meet you and thanks a lot for taking time out of your busy schedule to share your knowledge, wisdom and time with our listeners. Thank you Manoj for agreeing to be on this show. Thank you Ram thanks for the invite I'm really excited uh, to be on on this podcast Okay Manoj can you fill in the blanks from the intro and tell us a bit more about your journey before zenti.co Yeah so uh, I think you covered most of the part uh, startup talks uh, I started after my after quitting my first job I was looking for a venue where I can learn so So far, we have done 31 events for uh, listed entrepreneurs, and we are a community of 3,500 in Hyderabad and uh, 1,500 plus in Bangalore. Uh, Metro Labs is a training course. Uh, I was really interested in training, but somehow, for some reason, I have to close it. Now, uh, since I've, I realized I'm more with events than anything else, so I thought, why not uh, make communities and meetups do better by getting them sponsorships and deals? and that is what i'm doing now okay excellent so can you explain in a few sen- sentences what is zenti and uh, how did you come up with this idea in the first place yeah i think often there are a lot of things that are in front of our eyes and we do it a lot and we don't realize that so that is what we are passionate about uh, same thing happened to me uh, i think i was with a uh, lot of community events meetups Right from my college days, I was a secretary for ISC. After coming out, I attended a lot of events even while I'm in job, and started this startup talk. Do started doing events, started attending all the events. I think uh, I find very interesting when a lot of people meet. Uh, suppose if there are 50 people meeting, uh, they have no idea what they are going to be in the next two years. I've seen people uh, ended up. Uh, being co-founders ended up getting very good results for their businesses and becoming lifelong friends uh, in in the short span, uh, as in lifelong, as in they're really close now. Uh, I I think I, I I get motivated when I see things like that. So I thought I'll go uh, make something in that space. So if you look at bigger events, uh, it generally there is a big organizing team and there are a lot of uh, people to get sponsorships. And the attention level is very low. As in, uh, it is if it is two days event, there will be at least ten fifteen sponsors, and you know, uh, the attention span reduced to one by fifteen. So I thought uh, if it is happening once in a year, there are like thirty forty events happening in the same space, in the same city, uh, throughout the year. 
so why not uh, get the brands there so meetups and communities can get benefited with the money and brands can also get undivided attention from this uh, space because the crowds are small and the attention level can be really high uh, the problem here would be how can we look at the logistics as in how to get the posters and banners in every meetup and community so we said we are not doing it offline we are going it or uh, doing it online so couple of weeks before their meetup they have to create a campaign on zenty send it to their uh, group friends uh, who are attending as them to engage with the brand as in uh, we'll ask them to uh, you know tell what they think of the brand or you know answer a few questions uh, so these kind of things so these are measured so for come uh, for the company we say we'll get to 1000 people in a month so we go to 20 different communities uh, get them engaged online so the metrics uh, saying these many number of people have engaged with you and distribute the sponsorship among this community community okay excellent uh, so i i i really like the idea but uh, can you tell us what does the name mean uh, does it mean anything specific or it's just a catchy name Uh, <laughs> a lot of people ask me this question uh, so because we do a lot of uh, social engagements so i thought the url should be really short and should be starting with z or a because apple and lot of good companies started with a already so i said i'll go with z and that i wanted to take something meaningless because uh, i'm on i believe in minimalistic things as in you know uh meditation or you know not, not having a lot of things in mind so i thought even the name should not have it should not speak anything it should sound good so it doesn't mean anything but luckily it has zen in that uh so zen is happiness so spreading happiness in uh, communities and meetups so that is a brief about it okay excellent now for our budding founders listening out there can you give us some ideas on how to come up with a good idea how to come up with a good idea is very really tough uh, i mean uh, i wrote i mean there are times where i, I wrote down 50 ideas on a book then strike off uh, everything that i cannot do or uh, i have the skill set i don't have or i didn't understand it well uh, the idea is to write everything in top of your mind at least 50 so then you'll see some patterns that you write repeatedly that probably something that you have Uh, spoke about recently or you worked about uh, on it for a long time so there is no one way to look at that but i think for me it took me 2 years to find out that you know uh, to realize i am always with events and meetups which are small and there is a space for that i started exploring uh, and and came up with this i think the idea is to try and everything that uh, comes into your mind and write it on a paper even after a week if you go back and see the book and it makes sense uh, probably that is when you should start working on it okay excellent advice i really like it now we all know that uh, an idea is only as good as the execution so uh, what are the steps or what would be your uh, personal take on what a person needs to do in order to make the idea into a reality right uh, that's a great question i i think idea is worthless without execution uh, for me i'm very fortunate uh, to work in a incubator where there are a lot of acquisition stories 
lot of uh, stories with sequel series b uh, so seeing them closely one thing i realized is uh, everything else doesn't matter if the customer is not willing to pay so i think uh, you, you should i think if you have an idea you should call the customers at least five people say do you have this uh, problem and do some customer research as in customer research as in you should not go and ask uh, i have this idea will you buy so either ask the previous data as in uh, if you have to order food uh, how do you order before uh, are there any problems in the existing apps what do you think can be done better or anything that is related for your company i think you should always ask the existing data there is something called mom's test if you do that even uh, your mom doesn't uh, lie because you'll feel good about it so i i think uh, to start with someone i mean everyone should go with two things initially read the uh, lean entrepreneur book read the business model canvas and do the javelin board so briefly i'll tell what it is uh, lean entrepreneur tells about how can you validate your idea in the uh, least possible time business model canvas help you with uh, all the components that uh, you have to think uh, as a entrepreneur it has nine components starting from value proposition to uh, revenue models and the third is javelin board javelin board is a framework that helps you to validate your idea in two days uh, so basically it's a cycle so which, which uh, you take it forward but the idea is you test your idea with different customer segments and validate whatever assumptions you have is real so if if you see the score is coming up as in they have problems and that needs to be solved i think that is when you should start working on your idea and, and moving forward there are ways that you know you can uh, still validate directly asking someone for money uh, in my case uh, before even building the website i called a couple of companies i told this is the solution i said uh, we have 10 communities and uh, they need sponsorship this is the cost and uh, if you agree i can come to your office and we can uh, discuss the financials and they agree i, I went to their office and and told it is coming in a month they'll come back and i went to communities and i said uh, we have a couple of companies who are ready to sponsor would you like to uh, give a try to say yes so i know there is a product market fit but even before this uh, whatever i have told in the business model canvas and in uh, entrepreneur uh, i have followed them and it worked really well for me okay excellent advice can you also talk a bit about the mom stress is it uh, you you mentioned something the mom stress test or, or something like that right yeah <laughs> uh, so if you are going through customer development and uh, idea validation you will come across this so if you ask your mom saying you know uh, mom do you have a problem i'm actually developing an app to you know uh, solve it so your mom don't want to uh, you uh, don't want you to be disappointed and she'll say yes i have a problem and in reality she might not have that problem so so the idea is go and ask uh, do you use apps how many what kind of apps do you use uh, have you come across this kind of situation in that situation what did you do so if if you ask these questions with the existing data what happens is they won't lie they'll say what happened already so suppose say my mom says i use whatsapp and facebook i know that she is good with apps she understands how to look at contacts and messages uh I, I'll ask. Uh, did you see any websites? Do you read any blogs? Then I'll understand. Uh, does she really understand how to uh, work on internet? Then I know. Okay, uh, there are a few people like this. Then I ask uh, how many of your friends have 
this kind of uh, habit of looking blogs or you know active on Facebook. Suppose they should say five out of forty, then I know in that age group uh, there are only few people who are in that. So then I go back to another customer segment and probably try asking different questions or the same questions and try to understand the market size of the uh, customer profile of usage of their existing problem or you know the customer behavior. So most of the times you look at, I have an idea. Will you pay for this? So suppose I have seen one team in startup weekend going out and uh, asking. They, they they were making a review website. So they said nine out of ten people wanted to write a review. I asked like, what is the question you ask them? I said, will you write a review if there is a product and that will be helpful to all? So who would want to say no to a stranger? They wouldn't say no, right? So they will say. Yeah, probably I'll write, and you know, uh, but but in reality, one or two people understand right the reviews. So I think you have to understand how to remove that bias uh, while you do the customer uh, development. Okay, excellent, excellent advice. I I really like it. Now let's move on to a bit of a personal question. So we all hear about founders sacrificing family time to make their ventures a success. Can you tell us a bit more about your own family and how you manage to balance uh, business and family? Uh, I'm not married, so it it is a little easier. But even then, uh, my dad is worried uh, when I said I'm going to quit my job. Uh, so this is the second time I quit my job. First time when I did, he wasn't really happy. Then this time I know that uh, he have to agree. Not not just I convince him, but he have to get convinced. That uh, for me this is the big thing. So I told him very honest situation. I said I'm good with job. I can get a better salary. Uh, if you want me to do that, I'll do that. But I might not be really happy. Uh, I think I'll be more happier when I try this. And I know this is promising because I have done this customer research. I have done. Uh, uh, I've got this data. I know. I've spoke to these many companies. I spoke to these many communities. So I was talking about uh, something that is real. I'm not talking about an idea that might or might not work. Even today, I don't know till where it can go. But uh, I know that my uh, groundwork is really, uh, uh, really high. So that that helped me to convince my dad. I told him. So whenever you say quit my job, I'll do it. I'll not say I want to quit and you know and do something. You tell me uh, if you're okay if I'm quitting. So it took him like three four months. But then he he saw my passion, enthusiasm, and you know, and of course my uh, my work also spoke a lot, as in in terms of the ground research I have done and the things I tried to do. So he got convinced that I could do it. I said it might really fail and uh, end up nothing after a one year or two years. And he said, uh, "Yeah, we speak about uh, doing great things, but we never accept. Probably you should give it a try this time." And Since you are really into it, I think you should go ahead. So, yeah, it's not. It wasn't easy, but then uh, I could convince. Okay, excellent. Now, uh, Zenti. dot co is uh, is your own company, and you don't have any co-founders. Is that correct? Uh, when I started, I had co-founders. Now uh, I don't have. Um, I I think I might get a co-founder in a couple of weeks. I spoke to few people and uh, very good number of people showed interest. Uh, yeah, I mean you know how the startup works. I mean it's very uncertain. So yeah, I, I think I'm getting over that. 
Okay, so uh, my question was actually to do with uh, the fact that since you don't have any co-founders, uh, how do you validate your ideas and your path uh, without anybody to uh, kind of uh, sounding board, with, without a sounding board, you know? So what do you do to overcome that? Uh, uh, and uh, kind of a second part of the question is, do you have some mentor that, uh, do you have a mentor to guide you? Right, that's a excellent question. Uh, so, how I'm managing without a co-founder, uh, I think I'm doing good in whatever my skill set is. That is, uh, getting customer. I mean, the business development part, marketing part, anything that is non-tech, I'm doing. Uh, for a startup which is very early stage and I'm in growth stage, so I'm able to manage with uh, outsourcing few things. I have outsourced my technical part. Uh, because this plat platform is uh, people-centric, so I'm looking at the people's part and I'm, I'm able to do the pilots and uh, do some sampling in different customer segments. As in how much cost would it help for students, how much sponsorship would it help for uh, working groups, how much cost would it uh, help in professional groups. So it is tough, it's not easy. There are a lot of uh, pending tasks I have to do. But then uh, I'm really choosing uh, the most priority things that keeps me moving uh, and the company moving. So, which is again coming back, uh, having more customers uh, on board is a key. So, that is what I'm trying to do. So, it's really hard uh, to brainstorm things uh, alone. So, I follow two things. One is uh, I have really good mentor. Uh, his name is Srikant. Uh, he's the co-founder of Arctan. He's in Silicon Valley. When I told him this idea, he's really excited and from day zero, uh, we were brainstorming and uh, we started uh, ideating and uh, of course, uh, I do a lot of it because I'm the founder, but uh, Srikant, since he, he, his, his company got acquired uh, recently, uh, so so he's working in uh, Valley and, uh, and he, he was looking to help few startups in social media space. And for me, it's a mix of online, offline thing, and it, it has a lot of the social media connect. So every alternate day, I used to speak to him at least for an hour. So I'm really lucky to find a mentor like that who spends one, one and a half hour because he really uh, loved the idea. Uh, he, he even helped me in a little bit of uh, development and uh, lot in strategy. So that is one way I I, I make things better uh, in Zenti, as in having really good mentor and uh, taking his time. Uh, second way is I have I go to I mean I'm a part of startup leadership program. It's a community. So whenever I say I have a problem, people come together and you know brainstorm. So recently there is a business model canvas session I've done. So it went for eight hours and there are like eight people who brainstormed on Zenti for a very long time. Uh, I think uh, for everyone it might be hard but to get into something like startup leadership program but I really encourage to go to few entrepreneurs, not to their friends, not to their family to brainstorm, somebody who have done something or running a company, uh, those are the ones who can actually understand what you are talking about and they can understand the problems. So I, I, there are a lot of founders who are really open, you can just approach them and say this is what I am doing, I need some brainstorming, can you give some time? So call three, four people and take different views. Uh, this works best if you are in an incubator, accelerator or any community uh, like startup leadership program. Even otherwise, I've witnessed uh, people accepting to spend time.
Okay. Okay, that's that's really excellent advice. Now, you touched upon this a little bit. Uh, you said you, you do meditation. So, is there a morning ritual that you follow? Can you share it with myself and our listeners? Uh, I said I'm a minimalist, something like meditation. I used to meditate. I did for six years, every day for one hour. Uh, I really believe in that. Uh, now, I'm not meditating, but then um, a, a, lot of, a lot of things that help me to avoid things, you know. Uh, you know, I ignore a lot of things that people, uh, you know, generally think of. As in, I don't worry much. Uh, I know it's temporary. As in, you know, this it is a phase. Once you understand it is a phase and, you know, uh, you write down things that needs to be done, then you clearly understand it's not something, you know, either there, for everything there is yes or no, right? Uh, you, you want something to happen. If it happens, it's good. If it is not happening... Uh, you have to come over and do something that, that that's even better. So I, I think I still have that mindset uh, that I got when I started meditating in my school. Uh, I don't meditate now, but then uh, more I, I think uh, I've learned those things not to worry or you know. So most of the time I, I just spend time alone, uh, thinking nothing. So probably it can be called a meditation. I think so. Uh, not not technically, but then spiritually, people call it meditation. So, okay, yeah, yeah cool. Uh, but is there is there a daily ritual that you follow? Is there something that you have to do every day, or or is it uh, just because it's a startup? Every day is different. Uh, every day, uh, there are two things. Uh, I just uh, keep myself in mind. One is my to do list. Uh, and uh, it really is not so easy for me. And uh, I mean, I started prioritizing recently and it is working really well. And you understand uh, what progress you are at and you know, uh, you know what all needs to be done. Second one is uh, I really make myself uh, very focused and not be emotional. As in whenever I do something and if it is not happening, uh, it fair chances that uh, we tend to get tensed, but then I try to reduce that. So other than that, I, I, I don't uh, do any rituals. Uh, I think if you're not worrying about things and doing your work at your best, I, I think that will produce a lot of good things in the future or, or not, will, will not take your health for granted. So. Okay, excellent. Now, can you tell us something about yourself that is not commonly known? <laughs> I have a lot of fantasies that people doesn't know that I have fantasies. Um, I want to travel the world. I want to build a finer core company. I, I I want to get back to education when I I mean I reach forty years. I think I'll have enough wisdom and money uh, so that I can go and teach in a good framework where you know it, it doesn't uh, ask people to mug up or do things probably some framework that will help them do what they really like. Uh, I, I believe in uh, in this 2020 vision, as in by 2020, uh, 85% of the Indians are young. And if 85% of the people are young, uh, and doing the same thing probably will be a good uh, factory of people outsourcing, not, not something to be innovative. Uh, I might not be ready at 2020, but then uh, I, I think uh, I want to contribute back and reach a, a 
reach every Indian possible that can make a difference. Uh, I didn't share it much, but then this is always in my mind. Okay, B- very nice, uh, and uh, and good luck with that. Now, what is the best advice somebody has given you? Uh, <laughs> it's very situational uh, advices I always got. Uh, first time I was trying to do Metro Labs. It's a service company. Uh, I have a very good mentor. His name is Ram. So he, he he asked me. I mean, he was mentoring me for three months. Uh, he knows that I'll not accept if he, what he has in mind. Uh, he tells me on day one. So he advised me to do at my best uh, for three months. Then later on one day he asked uh, Manoj, "What do you want to do?" I said, "I want to build a big company that impacts a lot of people and also makes money." Uh, he asked me how much money you want to make. I said, "Find it good." I don't know why that number, but I said. That looks good for me. Good enough to travel the world in any that I want. Uh, so he said, "Will will that? Uh, do you think this company will take you there?" Uh, I said, "I don't know. I have to do some calculations." So he said, "Like go calculate." I said, "I took a sheet. I calculated it. It is nowhere going to near that number. Not even two percent of it." So he said, "Why don't you just stop if that is not what you are wanting?" So I quit that evening. So it was very quick, but then I realized, uh, you know, if if you find something that is not what you are looking for, though you have worked on a long time for it, you should just move on, because you tried something, you might have got something, but you should move on to achieve what you want. Um, now it's not financial, but it's the impact I'm looking at. How big uh, this can impact? Can it impact a couple of million people at least? Is what I'm looking at now. Uh, it. So first time I quit my coding, I coded for like four years. Uh, someone said, uh, you know, I think you, should, you are good at uh, speaking. You should do it. Uh, so someone making me realize I'm good, good at uh, people, and someone realizing I'm not in the right path is great advice I got because that evening have changed me a lot of uh, world view I have. Okay, okay, brilliant, brilliant. I I, I really like these stories. uh and uh, it it was it was great so i'm sure our listeners would also uh now uh, we we are almost through the interview we have just another three or four questions now startups come with a lot of pressure so give us some tips on how we can handle pressure when things aren't going well <laughs> uh okay i i think i think you should just relax <laughs> i i think uh, you should come back relax and say uh, you know what uh, most of the people go through this and it's not so different for me uh, either take rest for that day uh, think about nothing do nothing go for uh, dance or uh, go out with friends don't think about work uh, world won't stop you'll realize it it doesn't stop uh, second is i think you have to have your to do list and have priorities it might sound really simple but i think it makes a lot of difference uh, because you know exactly how much time what will take once you have uh, data in front of you uh, that th- that is on ground i think uh, you can uh, strategize well uh, otherwise what happens is you'll have 100 things in mind and uh, you do not know which one to prioritize when you think of multiple things in your mind not act on it is when you get stressed but when once you start acting uh, i think you'll get relaxed and second one is really speak to people who are in the same journey 
or have really good mentors who have gone through that and you know uh, they can advise you well i'm looking for co-founders and uh, i told my mentor uh, it's really going bad it's been two and a half months and i didn't find anyone he said you can't expect a marriage to happen in a night so that made me realize to look around and see what people are looking uh, doing for finding partners it sometimes it is one week and one sometimes it is like six months so i said uh, this pattern is not something that is alone doing for me it's the problem that everyone has so have things on paper and have people you you can talk to so that worked for me okay that's that's brilliant advice now can you tell us about your worst uh, entrepreneurial moment and the lessons you learned from that experience i am lucky that i am in a family with business background though uh, coming to my generation and previous generation uh, few of them went to jobs but uh, i always heard about stories about my grandfather great grandfather who are who are into business and how they impacted the society or have done good things uh, from the money they got so i thought uh, that fascinated me more than a job and i am lucky enough to feel uh, think very stupid and foolish to start something like startup talks when i don't know anyone and i don't know when start what startups are about uh, being in that uh, ecosystem helped me a lot uh, i i think being an entrepreneur once i so you will see 100 entrepreneurs are there there are only 15% who will go back to job and again they'll come back being an entrepreneur so i think once the bite it bites you though it's stressful though uh, you fight a lot of things every day though you try to fix things every day but you still uh, go down the fun uh, but but you'll feel good you never feel bad saying what is happening in my life and you'll not have questions like uh, am i doing the right thing what is this life all about you'll see a lot of people talking about this who are in jobs or you know not 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 really thought of what they want to do or not doing what they like you'll not feel like that. you'll 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 know this is your mission or you'll feel accomplished while doing it you'll really do it with your heart uh, i think these are the best uh, this is the best time of living uh, as an entrepreneur and i hear this often okay great now let's touch a, let's retouch a bit on zenty now when we were talking uh, about this podcast and uh, you mentioned that you are getting the product fit uh, right for the market uh, so are you still in that stage and if yes do you have any advice for other founders who are uh, in a similar stage as you are right i think uh, first first is to find the product market fit uh, when is when we say product market fit it, it also depends on different customer segments not all customer segments act alike or think alike uh, so first finding your niche uh, my niche now is travelers uh, uh, working professionals uh, even in working professional there are arts groups and uh, personality development groups that is my niche and student groups for sponsorship so i'm experimenting with this i know the markets size or the segment size is really high in each of three so once i do enough sampling of com- companies and pricing so that is when i'll be going to expand so initial groundwork for finding a product market with uh, coming with the pricing strategy uh, coming with the different offerings for different segments though the product is same you might want to have different tiers uh, like many products have 
So it will take a little time. Uh, but then I, th- I think you should really start with the two or three customer segments. And again, coming back, Javelin both uh, lean entrepreneur will really help in this sense. Okay, excellent. Uh, can you recommend any books or resources for our budding entrepreneurs? Yeah, I think there are only three things anyone should start with. One is uh, Lean Entrepreneur or Lean Startup. There are two different books, but more or less talks about the same thing. Business Model Canvas is a must. Jalen Board is a must. And not about reading, but implementing them is the key. Uh, apart from this, there are a lot of uh, podcasts already. There is uh, Startup School Lessons by uh, Y Combinator and Stanford uh, who did it together. Uh, most of the people start with uh, Paul Graham's blog. I, I think uh, if you are looking to find ideas or you know what problems you'll have or what is a startup, all the gam that you need is in Paul Graham's uh, blog. Um, yeah. Okay. Excellent. Now, uh, I have one final question, but before we get to that, uh, how can our listeners get in touch with you? Are you active on LinkedIn, Twitter? Uh, do you have a blog? What's What's the best way to reach you? All my uh, profiles are uh, open uh, access and all the social media. You can search for Manoj Surya on LinkedIn or Facebook, you'll find me. Or if you want to write a mail, you can drop a mail at manoj at zentty.co. So I can respond in 24 hours. And yeah, I, I would love to get in touch if someone likes to get in touch with me. Okay. Excellent. So I just have one final question, but uh, before we move on to that, I just want to take the time to acknowledge and thank you for sharing your knowledge to myself and our listeners. And I'm also very grateful for the value you are adding into the world by means of your startup. And uh, I think it's it's really a great service that you're uh, doing for communities. Uh, so uh, I wish you all the best with that. So with that, we'll move on to the final question. Thank you so much, Ram. Uh, I think Founders Gyan uh, will be really helpful for a lot of people. Uh, my learning is very limited, but I could validate it because I've been in between uh, entrepreneurs for a couple of years. I hope this helps a little. And yeah, and good luck with you. Yeah, so if there's one Gyan, the final question is still not come. So if there is one Gyan that you could... Uh, give to our would-be founders uh, one parting piece of advice, what would that be? Uh, If I had to give the advice, I think go and take advice from the right people for the right thing. As in, if you're talking about uh, product and education, go and talk to somebody uh, who have done something in similar, find a mentor, and really go and talk to customers. These are the only two people that matters and nothing else. And if you're talking about marketing, go and talk to somebody who did marketing. Uh, if you're looking at some tech advice, go and talk to somebody who's really good at tech. This advice looks really, really simple, but most of the people interchange it. They find really good, uh, I mean, they go to an event, they find an investor or uh, some really good entrepreneur. So they can talk only about uh, from their experience, though they're, they're like really experienced, they, they'll only talk from their view, uh, which I think going to the right people who have done it, uh, as in the mentor who have been in that space, or your customer are only people who matters uh, if, if you have to take the right things. So I, I think that worked really for me. And I see this mistake being done by a lot of people and I've done that too. 
So though I know a lot of people now, I don't go to them because that is not what I'm doing. Uh, excellent uh, advice and gyan, uh, Manoj. Uh, I really uh, like it. Uh, so thank you so much for your time, and it was a real pleasure chatting with you. And wish you all the very continued success in your future. Thank you so much, Ram, and I hope uh, this founders gyans goes viral and a lot of people like it and get benefited. Good luck for you and all your audience. There you have it, folks. Another great startup and founder. I do hope you enjoyed it. Please do share this if you found it useful via www.foundersgyan.com/ep19. This link has all the show notes as well as handy icons to share the show. I'll see you all next week with yet another startup and founder. Till then, you know what the show was meant to do. I do hope you got inspired and do take action today. Thank you again for tuning in.